Hi, everybody. I'm here today with some news. It may be news to you. I know it's really going to be a mind-blowing concept after these wretched two years, okay, in this godforsaken place. I'm going to come in today hot, you know, guns blazing with the concept. Get ready. Again, you didn't know this and now you know that our society sucks literally it get dirty with it because this society it sucks it blows you know i don't know if it spits i don't know if it falls but it does all of the things i know you didn't know that until today right all this time it was just like dandy i'll find it no i know i know okay we're going out with a bang this women's history month about how our society sucks however they are not related in this episode Here's why. And here's how I'm going to illustrate it, you know, on this chipper note, okay, on this uplifting cancel me baby episode with this very concept. We live in a society, okay, that loses its mind, that literally sets itself on fire on purpose, like straight up pyromaniac, okay, over Kim Kardashian saying something that they didn't like, okay. And I'm going to talk about this too in depth. I didn't have a problem with it. So like, get over yourselves, but this is the same society. Okay. Going to lose their minds over this, make memes for days, write thing pieces, hire experts to talk on it. Like get a life yet we live and reside with uh, and among people. Okay. Who are going to enable and even encourage TikTok stars. Some of them teenagers. Okay. Who knew nothing literally five milliseconds ago about what's going on oversees the Ukrainian Russian crisis. Okay. Hired by our administration, probably being paid a shit ton while at it. All right. Your side hustles combined could never. And that's okay. That's okay. Okay. Let me say it one more time before we really get into this. Losing their minds over Kim Kardashian, can't believe their ears, can't believe their eyes, probably crying up at night. Like I said, think pieces by the dozen. Yet here we are, okay, allowing young people to be educated, informed, swayed, if you want to call it, about what is going on right now, an unprecedented time in history by TikTok stars hired by our administration. <laughs> That's okay though. That's okay. Yeah, I know. As per usual, nothing seems to make sense. I want out of the simulation. Like I am not having a good time. Literally, I want my concessions. I want my refund. I want it all. And I want it now. Now you may be wondering what exactly today? Cause you got some hot takes, girl. What is going to get the show is called cancel me, baby. Here we go. We even got the merch. Okay. Popping and dropping all over town. All right. By the way, I ordered some from myself. So you're going to be see that be seeing that, you know, all around. And I can't wait. And some of you have ordered too, cause I dropped some new pieces. And so there we go with the plug. There we go about women entrepreneurship. There we go about women in media and business. Ah, oh, we love to see it. See it all ties together. But before you're like, okay, now here you are skipped. Did you do my darling about your merch? Like, what do you have to tell us? Well, again, what is the controversial hot take? What could get canceled before I get into the insanity of what I had mentioned with TikTok now, like being your history teacher in school, like who asked, I'm going to give you my take if you didn't see it and dive a little bit more into this on the Kim Kardashian thing. I know I'm a beat behind, but 
it's still, people are still talking about it. People still can't get over it. People are still in therapy about it. And it does tie into this. And as per usual, all right, it ties into the big picture and where I am going. I mean, don't you love it? Kumbaya. Let's road trip this shit. All right. Let's Thelma and Louisa though plot twist and just take ourselves right off the cliff at the end because who cares anymore? All right. So, and if you're listening to this, then this is your first time because we'll welcome you sweet little virgin. We have new listeners all the time on Cancer Me Baby. So what I just did, that was a little bit of a warm up. That's like the appetizer, you know, the hors d'oeuvres and your girl's going to be coming in hot, pulling no punches and taking no prisoners. Okay. So it's coming. Don't let the cute little, you know, fun again, warm up, you know, fool you. Got about to cut you like a knife. They, it is, yes, that's like I said, pull no punches and coming in hot. So, Kim Kardashian, first of all, Kim Kardashian did an interview with Variety promoting their new show on Hulu. And let me just preface this by saying, I am by no means some Kardashian stan. I want to say that because I'm going to be not really kind of defending her, I guess, but not as my panties as a, in a bunch as like 99% of the planet. So let me just start by saying that. Okay. I've met her. As some of, you know, I've met Chris Jenner, my days, red carpet reporting. I don't know who uh, they all blend together. I forget who else I met, but mean, nonetheless, I've seen it up close. I've seen it in person. And I think that's what gives me like a different view into this, but at the surface of it, she says, I have the best advice for women in business. Like literally, oh my gosh, unless you are actually, where's Waldo, you know this by now. Like you've seen it in the memes, you've seen it in the think pieces, it is everywhere. But I guess in spirit of International Women's Day, she's talking about women in business and she says, I have the best advice for women in business. Get your fucking ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days, okay? I saw it and I, I even said, cause my last episode last week was on the heels of what she'd said. And I, my first initial reaction, even in that up, you could go back, go to the receipts, you know, pull a CVS, print it a mile long. If you want, I don't care. And I'm like, yes, bitch, that is what I'm talking about because she's right. Okay. She's right. Now, everybody was losing their minds because they're like, who are you? You grew up in Beverly Hills. You grew up with rich, famous parents. Like, don't talk to us about being self-made. And yet here we go again, you know, celebrities being out of touch and telling us how to live and not being self-aware and being narcissists and all this. And to that, I have to say, and I've said this online again with the receipts, like it is consistent. A bitch can be, you know, consistent as the alphabet, which is what, by the way, pre-K through third graders should be primarily focused on, in, in my opinion. But anywho, uh, that is neither here nor there. But I really didn't have a problem with this at all. I didn't have a problem with it because number one, like I said, she is right. Everybody is self entitled. You know, they're so entitled. They, they are lazy. And listen, I'm going to talk about this actually right. The time is now. Okay. I, by no means come from a background. Like if you don't know this about me now, you do surprise. I didn't grow up in Beverly Hills. Okay. With rich, high profile parents. I, I know it's shot. I, I just didn't. Okay. Yes. I come from a working class family and you know what? I've hinted at it before in the show, but I am in the middle of struggle city myself. Like I haven't indulged, like divulged that much information, but basically, okay. This is coming from somebody 
like defending her. This is coming from somebody who has worked multiple questionable side hustles during this pandemic and continue to. And I'm essentially a form of couch surfing right now. So in some, okay. I am not defending her because I come from a similar place. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, no, you know, privileged people from Beverly Hills have the best advice. Okay. To get my point, this is not where I'm coming from. Right. Exactly. But she is right. She is right. People don't want to, I work in said high side hustles with people like specifically Gen Z, like these people, you literally have to tell them, oh my God, the stories I've been like bottling up inside to tell you guys, I'm not even kidding. You have to tell them basically how to open a refrigerator, how to take their hand, place it on a bottle of water, put it in the refrigerator and then close the refrigerator. I am not joking. Like, do I need a diagram? Honestly, maybe. Okay. So this goes to say we are, we become incredibly lazy. People want overnight success. And I also found this oddly enough. I had such a different take from everybody else because they're like, Oh, this is coming from someone who, you know, did a sex tape, had famous parents, did a reality show, got famous off of doing nothing. Do you know what I mean? And I actually was like, you know, I actually can respect where she's coming from because she goes into more detail and says, If you want something to be successful, you have to put the work in. It's not a day, a week, a month, you know, a year. You have to put the work in consistently. And that's something that I I talk about this, but I feel like we don't hear that enough. And it's so true. And I was like, you know, that actually is really refreshing coming from her because she and her family are the epitome of like, what the fuck does an influencer even do? Like no shape, but do you know what I mean? It's like, they are the epitome of that overnight you know, success off of superficiality, how you look or this or that, or the other thing. And I just feel like for people to be like, oh, this is from someone who got their start on a sex tape. I almost feel like it's irrelevant. It's like, first of all, that was so long ago. That was neither here nor there. It's also like people grow up in rich and privileged families all the time, whether we see them or not, whether we hang out with them or not, but not all of them manage to go on and make global relevant, like consistently relevant and successful billion dollars businesses. So in some regard, I'm like, um, yeah. And something that she said that people got upset about too, is how she talks about being at photo shoots and how it's hard work. And she's like, you know, doing these photo shoots all day and placing everything and like posing like that actually is hard work. And I had people being like, sis, like, again, I'm working three full-time jobs, two side hustles. I'm stripping on the side, you know, from my two to 3 a.m. shift and I'm barely making ends meet. Like, I'm sorry, you're having a hard time posting in, you know, overly extremely comfortable and fluffy underwear. Give me a break. And this is where, you know, I have posed once. Okay. And when I posed for Playboy, it was also a tiring experience, but probably not in the same way as Kim Kardashian. Why was I tired that day? Because I was so fucking excited the night before I literally got a wink of sleep, a wink, you know, that kind of excitement where it's just, it's, oh my God. I love that feeling that night because you're drained, but in a good way, because so much happened that day and it was just the best day. And it was so overstimulating. And then you are just shot. Like you are a corpse. Right. And that's what happened to me that day. I'll actually share some behind the scenes pics here. If I have time to edit them in of that day, but it was just 
so exciting. And did it ever feel like work? I mean, I'm not Kim Kardashian, but no, I was like, I could do this all day, every day. And I will be skipping gleefully and hopping with joy. You have people like you're laying there and you have them, you know, dressing you. And that was part of what made the experience being Playboy so incredible because number one, like the idea that it was my idea that brought it to fruition and to life and spearheading it. But it's like, you just feel like a motherfucking rock star. I'm trying to be eloquent. Honestly, I don't have any else way else to say it. It's like, you have people, you know, you have wardrobe and they're dressing you and then they're touching you up between takes. And then you have the photographer. She's like, move your shoulder a little bit this way. The next thing, you know, you know, they're coming with their little, like, you know, handy schmandy thing around their waist. I don't know what they call it. Makeup artist talk, but like, you know, touching up your makeup and like putting a little powder on your, on your nose and then putting a little gloss on your lips. And you're just like, Oh my God, I am actually Marilyn fucking Monroe. <laughs> like it is literally, I could have done it all day, every day. And yes, I was exhausted that night. I went to Shake Shack that night. I loved every single minute of it. And then that night I had, I was just so energized and amped, but like, again, like tired in a good way, you know, like you're David Beckham and you just shot the winning score. You know, you're Tom Brady who toyed with the nation's heart and decided he was going to come back in guns blazing again, you know, overnight, like you are that excited. It is that much of a moment. And I would do it every fucking day if I could. So what I call it work, what I call it work. I mean, that's the part that is funny to me. Maybe there's a part of it with Kim Kardashian and skims. That's on a much bigger level and global that goes into it that I don't know. But, you know, there was that time I told you guys this example when I used to work at VH1 and I was, I don't know if it was, if I got paid or if it was voluntarily, but either way, I was an extra in a Papa John's commercial and that shit was tiring. I was like, I have a whole new appreciation for actors, you know, the Brad Pitts of it all beyond like wanting to bone him every second of the day, because I was like exhausted. All I was doing was like holding a solo cup every, you know, 12 minutes, I maybe had to raise it to my mouth. I was exhausted. Okay. So there's some sympathy and, oh, there goes my mic. See my mic agrees. There goes some empathy for the actors, but as far as posing, I mean, sure. Does it take a sort of like mental stamina and all this? I don't know, maybe, but anyway, that's a little dive into that and where I'm coming from with that. So was that part a little silly? Yes. But I feel like, listen, and I said this on my Instagram story, not everything is a personal attack on your existence unlike TikTokers. So I'm just kidding, which we're going to get to, but not everything is a personal attack on you. Oh my God. See, there goes my mic again. This shit has no chill because it is feeling strongly about this as am I. All right. If you, I'm going to go on the record and say this literally, like if you are personally attacked and offended by what Kim Kardashian had to say, you need to reevaluate honey, because <laughs> there are worse things. And like I said, she is right. And I had people who said to me, you know what, Taylor, it feels hypocritical because you are the first person out here, you know, to call out on a megaphone celebrities, even ones who you met and who you brushed shoulders with and who you interacted with for being this person, for being tone deaf and for 
you know, preaching us and virtue signaling and trying to act like we're on the same, you know, playing field when we're not. And that kind of like, yay, rah, rah, we're in this together. And again, with the Kim Kardashian, I just don't think it's the same thing. It was very specifically giving advice to women in business. And I know people, a lot of people were like, okay, but she's going to say this where, when we're like trying to pick ourselves up off the ground from a pandemic, when unemployment is, you know, shaking all over town. And when like, people have lost their homes and everything that they have in their businesses. And again, are working 67 jobs. Like I get it. Hence, I basically am one of those people like, trust me, if it's not clear enough, I fucking get it. Right. But I just don't feel like it's the same. Like it is, again, it was very pointed women in business. We have this such a false conception of success because of the internet. Now and people like making it overnight, we're going to get to this um, concept too. So she's right though. And maybe she's breaking a little bit of her own persona. Like people thinking that's how she made it. I mean, can you blame her? And she's like, no, actually I have to, you know, put the work in for this. And you're going to knock someone for their work ethic. Like either you have work ethic or you don't. So regardless of someone's background, who fucking cares? Why are we going to knock them for their work ethic? Do you know what I mean? Like this is not the same in my mind as you know, and again, like I'm a tough love gal, as you know. And so in real life, I'm a big mush though. So that is like what is hilarious. But you know, we love to keep them on our toes, don't we, ladies? Like surprise them, kill them with kindness, you know, all the cliches, you know, all that shit. So anyhow, this to me is oh, so I love her tough love for like women in business. Yes, like we don't need to be coddled. You know, someone I'm trying to get on my show actually is Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. You need to follow him because his shit is the vibe. He's like, if you want to be successful, you, this is all hogwash. You have to sacrifice everything. He's like, you literally have to sacrifice like, you know, any, anything that will bring you joy in life, your dogs, your kids, like anything, but no, literally he's like, this is what success is. And we were fed such a false, like bullshit thing 24 seven that it has everyone fucked up because they're like, well, why aren't I getting it? Why isn't it working? So you know what? Yeah. Kim Kardashian giving it to you real. And if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen and take your, you know, business papers with you because it's how you have to roll. You know, this is not the same to me as, you know, seeing a pandemic take us all out and knock us on our ass and have us lose our jobs and everything, you know, we have when, yeah, they're still comfy, cozy, you know, these high profile celebrities in their, you know, mansions who really don't have to sacrifice anything. Nothing for them really is changing that much. What? Sorry. You can't, you know, get dressed in Versace and go to an award show today. Like, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's like nothing really changes. And then you're on top of it. You're going to sing us a song as if that's going to make anything better. And as if that's like suddenly going to make us feel like we're being seen and heard by you and supported by you like enough. It's not the same thing. Or these politicians out here, I've talked about them throughout the course of this lovely show, but people who put rules that were making us suffer, you know, wear a hundred masks. Don't leave the house without a straight jacket. In fact, don't leave the house at all. And then these fucking assholes are caught out doing belly shots and getting lap dances, maybe by you, honestly, in your side hustle because of the pandemic, you know, in broad daylight complete hypocrites. Like to me, they're not the same thing. So move the fuck on from Kim Kardashian and get a life, get over it. Obviously she's doing something that you ain't probably. Cause I love you guys, but I haven't seen any of you with, you know, billion dollar business. So yes, maybe did she have a leg up? Absolutely. But I'm just saying, yeah, I know that all is something that could get, you know, shit from, you know, both sides, people who follow my show, because I pulled you, I pulled your ass, you know, harder than my stripper pole later. And I know you guys are, you know, 
pissed off at her for the most part, but there are like, it's funny because there are entrepreneurs and fellow people who are creatives and in business and all this who are like, no, I'm with you. Like she's right. And who cares? Like, again, take the heat, sweetie. Um, so this is, oh, and a sidebar, cause I'm looking at my notes. Here we go again. A, another grifter of our ages, uh, Jamila Jamil, who's an actress ha- had to jump on this and make it about her. And basically she just said, who are you to tell us, you know, you are not the definition of self-made you come from, you know, a, you know, fortune and all this. And you, you know, you don't live like, you know, 99% of the world or whatever, which is true. But again, why are you taking this as a personal attack on you? Like not everything is again, the narcissism, not everything is about you. And speaking of narcissists, like what that whole thing just made me think of is how I feel like Jamila is like the lefts or like woke's version of Candace Owens on the right, like grifters make everything about them, narcissists and like step in when literally, literally no one asked. And so there's that on that. Um, but it just cracks me up because on Jamila's post, like so many, you'll see, like you'll go on there and you can see who liked it. And it's all these celebrities, whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, guys. So, uh, <laughs> sure. So, all right. Now a different kind of influencer, if you will. I mean, we're all this whole theme today, by the way, if this is a clusterfuck, well, welcome to my brain. And as I like, presumably the rest of your brains, because of like all of this, <laughs> what I'm about to get into and you know, the state of the world, like no big deal. So literally hanging by a thread, like Pinocchio is my best friend. So Okay. I read that. And thank you to my, one of my fave listeners, you know who you are, who brought this to my attention. Um, yes, the Biden administration and high up people in the white house. I ain't going to get into the details of who literally hired a handful of TikTok people, um, famous TikTok stars with millions and millions of followers to, share information about what's going on in Ukraine. But here's the thing. Okay. Oh, it's in Forbes. It's a Forbes article. So apparently what happened was they were briefed. I don't know if they were actually brought to the white house in person, but they were briefed on what's going on because again, presumably they didn't know. Okay. They were briefed on what was going on. They were able to ask questions. And then I think that they were basically just like given some talking points and this whole thing just makes me literally want to go to the Grand Canyon. Like I said, pull a Thelma and Louise and honestly not even have a post credit scene. Like it's just, it's just nutty. And if you recall, this is what happened during COVID because the administration had hired influencers There was like a 17 year old Olivia Rodrigo um, to encourage her, you know, millions and millions of followers to get the vaccine who's 18 years old. And here is where I'm a little concerned, you know, about this among many things, because as we're seeing it play out, like you guys know how I feel about the vaccine. I don't even like want to be talking about it anymore because it just like feels like beating a dead horse. But I, I mean, I am vaccinated, you know, this, and I am so glad that it's a thing and that it was brought into the world for people who need it, for people who are compromised, for people who live, you know, with parents who are in, who, you know, aren't in the best shape, you know, whatever it is. But I always had an issue at the core of it, of how any opposing view to the narrative was brushed under the rug. We weren't able to ask questions and it all moved really quickly. And to be honest with you, and this may or may not get me censored. I don't know. I feel like we're paying the price now. And I kind of knew that this would happen. Like 
again, and even like, it sounds stupid, but really like when you have the influence of someone like an 18 year old singer who again is what like briefed at the white house. And then they say this, like all of their fans are going to think this. Right. And when I say, when I mean like paying the price now, it's just, I don't know, like, I don't know about you, but I feel like, and I'm not going to get into like TMI details, but like some things with my body haven't been quite right since getting it. Right. And it's like, can we have these discussions? This is what I mean when I say like being censored. And this is what we saw throughout the whole thing in the rollout process. I remember being like, this like, isn't normal. Like, yes, like good thing. We're advanced with technology. Thank God, because we saved a lot of lives, even loved ones. I know, thank God we're saved. Right. Because of it, the vaccine. But at the same time, I remember being like, okay, so this was like developed and put out into the public in under a year. We're literally not in a spaceship and, you know, we're not unfortunately pulling an atom project and going into the future to see how this is going to impact us, you know, or affect our bodies, you know, five months from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 15, you know what I mean? And so now I'm kind of like, I kind of knew, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is some things with me just ain't been right. And it's funny because even when I will like talk to doctor, like my doctors, they kind of, I always like go in and I'm like, I'm curious to see how they're going to be. And it's funny. Cause you'll see, they're like, Oh, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Or I'm like, Oh, it's this. And it's like, right. Like, okay. Glad that we can have a discussion about this. Like what a time guys. So that's where it is. I feel problematic because it's like, I know experts is such a buzzy word right now, but it's like, this is where I'm like, can we actually let the experts? And when I say experts, I don't mean those cherry picked, you know, depending on ones that fit your narrative. I mean, people of authority who may range in point of view. I know another mind blowing concept, right? To bring their ideas to the forefront, to have the exchange, to have the debates, to have the pros, the cons of this, that, and let us decide, right? Not certain experts. So that's my little branch there of this Swiss family Robinson tree of the term experts, but this is where I'm like, all right, can we like get experts up in this bitch and not a 17 year old TikTok star who like literally just got their first hand job yesterday. I mean, honestly, it's, we need to start being like when, and this is where I'm like, am I a grandma? Like I even put a poll on my Instagram and I'm like, am I a grandma or is this like the simulation, you know, the Sims video game come to life from hell that no one asked for. And most of you thus far, I think 90% are like, no, this is a simulation because there's a part of me that's like, you know, I follow Gen Z accounts and, you know, one of them being the conversationalist, the whole thing with the conversationalist is I was on a panel they did last year and I had the CEO on my show last year, but they are a Gen Z platform and they try to bring all different sides into the conversation, right? But they make a point often that influencers, she even made the point on my show that influencers like kind of like get with the times. Like they are the new celebrity, they have impact, they have a way of connecting with people. And so, you know, deal with it. Like they're gonna influence you, you know, you know, pun, whatever. Like that's just what they do. And it's just the way the world now and it's how it is. So that's where I'm like, all right, am I just, literally being a golden girl or is there merit in that? But at the same time, it's like, 
can't we just let people stick in their wheelhouse? Again, this is why I'm not going to be upset about Kim Kardashian giving business advice. And I'm probably, you know, not going to be so keen on or inclined on hearing, you know, Olivia Rodrigo's roadie talk to me about what's going on in Ukraine. And that's another thing that's scary is that I was reading a lot of kids, they get there again, not to sound like a grandma with tits sagging to the floor. Although I feel like these little bad boys, which are real, by the way, are holding up pretty damn well. But I will say, that's another thing that's concerning is how these kids are getting their information on like two second TikToks. They don't want to go on the news. They don't want to read video, uh, read, read videos. Wow. Okay. My Penn State degree coming in hot, right? Uh, they don't want to uh, read news. They don't want to watch videos. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, they're going to get their information off TikTok. And that is concerning too, because on one end of it, it's like, I could, you know me, I try to, I try to really, you know, do a ring around the rosy red Rover, red Rover and see different sides. And on one end of it, I'm like, listen, it's better than for them to know about it than not at all. And if this is the way, if it's like quick and you get it, um, then so be it. And another good thing about it is that what makes it, this whole situation so unique and what we haven't seen in history is because of, you know, what do they call them? Like everyday journalists. I forget what the thing is, but you know what I'm saying? Like talk about amnesia, like last week, it's really like soaked in, you know, like life imitating art, but um, it's, it's allowed people to see what's really going on and have like a, a grander sense of, I think like empathy and understanding and unfortunately sadness, because we're seeing what's going on. Thanks to people posting videos like, Oh, this just happened down the street. This just happened at this hospital, this bombing, like we're seeing it. So it's almost like we're involved. I know for a lot of people, it feels far away, which by the way, it's not that far. I'm not going to like get into that right now, but I think that's a good part of it. Right. And where we can see like the injustice and how awful everything that's going on is going on. Um, because this way we don't have to depend on the shitty ass government and media, but anyhow, going off of that. Yeah. That's, what's crazy to me. But like, when you think about it, what happens, like what happens when people over and over and over and over get information from 22nd to 32nd TikToks? like, what do we become? Do we become that we can't even hold a conversation? Do these kids and like these future generations come where they can't even convey a thought, which I I'm obviously having a hard time doing today, but really like what happens to our brains? Cause I don't think our brains are meant to process information in like five seconds. Now I did see a TikTok about this that I thought was actually clever and kind of funny. And it was a girl like boiling it way down and talking about it in terms that like, you know, she'd say, you know, Ukraine is like, what bitch? And Russia's like over here. But anyway, I thought that was very clever, but it's like, where do we draw a line? And it brings me to, you know, to the bigger picture of the idea now of like new entrepreneurs and influence and money and success. Right. I mean, in this Forbes article, it talks about how successful TikTokers with millions and millions of followers can get paid between $1,000 and $30,000 one month for, you know, whatever it is, their videos or sponsoring or advertisers and all this. And this is why I support what Kim Kardashian said about putting the work in, because I'm sorry, there is a stigma about, you know, people will say, no, it's like still hard work, whether it be like, you know, making these five second videos or this or that. But to me, it just, it doesn't feel the same. It just doesn't feel the same. Like I've tried so hard through the years to be like, you know, 
it's kind of a form, I guess, of like what you're doing, you know, no gatekeepers, putting your content out there. You're your own editor, your own producer, your own, you know, distributor, like you do it all. And they just happen to blow up and this and that. And so good for them, like really like making, you know, making lemonade and getting success. You know, even Gary Vaynerchuk, I watched a reel of him recently and he talks about it. He's like, I don't think that this generation is stupid. I think that they're smart. They're working smarter, not harder. They're making all these millions, you know, making these, you know, five, 10 second videos. So that just may be a personal hangup of mine. I just feel like there's a difference. I don't know. I can't wrap my head around the idea of now, do I find TikToks and all that entertaining? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. To me, it's like the immediacy of it, all of it, like the immediacy of the actual content themselves of the overnight success. And I'm sorry, like for people who are like, oh, it's not overnight success. It's like, you want to give Kim Kardashian shit, like whether it be the sex tape or whatever, again, irrelevant. It's been years. How long has TikTok even really been a thing? I'm sorry. Like how long could you actually have put the work into it? Do you know what I'm saying? So, and then people say too, cause obviously like in my realm with entertainers and actors and in the entertainment business, like I do see how it could be a good outlet for them. Like there are some seriously talented comedians and actors who do content and, and rightfully succeed on places like TikTok. But I just think, I don't know, sooner or later, I think it feeds into, we, we just gotta, I don't know, maybe pump the brakes, but I, I, that's just unrealistic. Cause at this point that shit is just full tilt, but do you know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to the influence and when it comes to this idea of overnight success, I think it's what makes people in this depression, this uh, generation um, depressed too, because like I said earlier, it's like, well, why isn't it happening? It's just unrealistic. And let's not forget what Amanda Nicole, who came on my show, um, who used to model, she was my friend at Penn state. And she came on my show last year. We talked about Instagram models and all this, but she's like, who is going to be the doctors, the lawyers, the brain surgeons, you know, the, the rocket scientists, like who's going to do all this. I kid you not guys. I will go on TikTok every once in a while, by the way, I was all excited. I was like, new year, new beginnings. I started one. Mine is literally Charlotte's web. So good luck with that. But, um, I'll see ones of like people in scrubs at their jobs in hospitals, like twerking and doing TikToks. And again, I'm like, what the fuck is this society? Like somebody make it stop. Somebody resurrect the Sanderson sisters and convince them to do a spell to get us all the fuck out of here. Right. Because it just, it hurts me. This, I feel like part of it kind of makes me reflect on it in a different way because when I was red carpet reporting and I'm going to be honest, like when I was red carpet reporting and I had to go interview people who either did like reality TV or were YouTubers or influencers, I would like have the biggest, I would be like, this is what I'm getting paid to do. Like, I know it seems like fun and silly, but I thought that honestly, I just thought that it was so dumb. Cause I kind of was like, who cares what these people have to think? You know what I mean? Again, it's like that idea of like, I guess that chip on my shoulder I have of like the overnight thing, if you want to call it, but which by the way, I also had really to interject on myself really quick. I had a kind of like little come to Jesus moment when the whole Kim Kardashian thing unraveled. Cause you know me, like I said, I do have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder when it comes to like overnight influences or TikToker, TikTokers or IG models and all this. And it was funny because when I didn't have a problem with the Kim Kardashian thing, and I saw all these people having a problem with it being like, you're not us. And you have all this. I felt like it was a version of that. I was like, oh, is that like what I sound like? Is that another version of this? So anyway, 
reflection people. It's always, you know, good for the soul, like while we're here and while we last. What I was going to say earlier is what's made me like reflect on all this is, oh, are the times when I would have to interview these people? And I just was like, I literally would be like, would rather be digging a ditch like Shia LaBeouf. Right. But it's funny now in hindsight, seeing, it makes me think like, huh, maybe some of these people are worth having such a big platform and influence and are really smart and have something to say. And an example of that is Blair White, who's a trans woman I interviewed at YouTube because it was an event for YouTube influencers. And I talked to her then, I play the clip on my show a time or two, but I talked to her about sexuality and when she feels most sexual. And it's actually helped me, this is a sidebar, but it's helped me make the case of why sexuality matters and how you identify matters. Cause she's a trans woman. And she talks about things like being in heels and boobs and all this good stuff. Right. Which is like, right. Exactly. Like case in point. So the whole idea that it's like all fluid and just a construct and not real is like nutty, but anyhow, again, neither here nor there, but now you're seeing her completely blow up as she should. I mean, she was just on Joe Rogan for crying out loud and her ideas coming from a trans woman are so smart and common sense. She's someone I posted and I was like, guys, follow her. So that's what makes me also like kind of do a double take. Cause I'm like, Oh, wait, wait a second. You know, there's also at the base of it too. There's this idea of young people doing this and getting super, um, successful and wealthy. And like, again, in some cases, like more power to you, I guess it's not up to us to cherry pick, like who should and shouldn't become successful off of like TikTok or whatever it is. But, um, really quick, I just want to get into this because it's also like, while we talk about like work ethic and all these things, and I guess that's the part underneath that bothers me about it. It's like, where's the work ethic, you know, where is the work ethic? I don't know. Maybe they have it. Someone proved me wrong. Like come out here and let me know. But that's the other thing that's really interesting because Bill Maher will talk about this, but it seems that these are, this is like also coming like the people in Gen Z. I don't want to generalize them all like Gen Z realize them all pun intended, but it seems like overall there's a feeling like they want to strive for this, right? Like internet fame and being famous and posting selfies and getting cool sponsorship deals and doing all this and talking about talking at South by and, you know, spot, you know, hanging out with Haley Bieber, you know, whatever it is. And also like a weird thing where Gen Z like likes communism. Let's just talk about that for two seconds before I wrap this shit up. Okay. So I actually did a little bit because Bill Maher will talk about this and he'll literally be like, again, like you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Like, why does this sound good to you? Like in theory, but do you want to live in a place? Like, do you know what the world looks like? Do you know how it utterly broke and destroyed people? And it's like, sweetie, do you think for five seconds you would even have like your luxurious little room in your parents' house, your iPhone, the ability to get famous overnight, you know, and then fly a private jet from posting videos on Instagram or TikTok? Think again, bitch. That's not how we're, you'd be literally living like the kid in Charlie and the chocolate factory in the beginning. Like it is just not a good scene. All right. And this is what I mean. It's like the whole thing, you know, like eat the rich and blah, blah, blah. I also pulled these two examples out of like how it's weirdly like a trendy thing, which is so hypocritical because again, you would not have access or ability to even get wealth or do any of this. If you had to be 
virtually literally the same as everyone and not able to climb up the ladder or make anything for yourself in any way, shape or form. So again, good fucking luck with that. But, um, Stella McCarthy, um, last year in Paris week, New York, uh, New York, Paris fashion week held her fashion show at the communist headquarters. And then I want to read you this headline in lo and behold, teen Vogue. Do you guys remember the episode I did last year? on Teen Vogue telling their readers about anal sex. Like, okay. So this is coming from them, right? Again, a trusted source of journalism. They said they ran a piece saying the democratic socialists of America can mobilize Gen Zers like me. Cool. Good times. Like, again, let me know how that goes. Like send me a postcard if you can afford it. Okay. And then um, and oh, also I did a little searchy search and there are 1 billion hashtags for communism on TikTok and 1.5 million, 1.3, sorry, million hashtags on TikTok for communism works. So just let all of that sink in again. It's like, um, you realize you realize, okay. You would have dick. I don't even mean the good kind you would have dick. It is beyond hypocritical. Like you little children have no idea, no idea. So knock it right off. And this brings me to where I'm going with all this, ta-da, the rabbit out of the hat, you know, the Willy Wonka's of it all is the finale. Okay. It's like, again, are these the kind of people that we are going to be, where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line? Where do we draw the line of saying, you know what, like the Gary Vaynerchuk's of going, you know what, good for them. There's, you know, there's no gatekeepers. They're making their own content. They're working smarter, not harder. And they're making a shit ton of money and they're living their American dream and they're independent from their parents' house and they're out there and they're doing it and good for them. Like don't knock their hustle. And then on the other end of it though, I feel like to where... I mean, clearly not in the white house, but where do we draw the line? And this could happen on both sides. Like, I don't know if this happens on on the right too, but like, and I'm sure they do hire, um, influencers and things like that to talk at stuff, but it's like, where do we draw the line then of like, yeah, all that is good and dandy, but then how much influence when it comes to actual real life issues and societal issues and policy and culture, how much power are we going to let them have? Like, how do we distinguish the two, right? In terms of like influence and success and also informing and educating us and their background too. It's like, literally, are we going to listen to these pea brains? Like not all of them, but I'm saying again, it's like, again, a buzzy word, but like, where are the experts up in this bitch? Like where? And so in review, here's our syllabus. And here is the summary children. When we review everything we so beautifully discussed today, guys, like what a journey, what a time. Okay. You are Thelma and Louise. I am the car. I am taking us to the finish line. Okay. I am that line in meatloaf. May he rest in peace in paradise by the dashboard light. You know, when they're having sex moans in the background and they're about to go the whole way, like we are again, we're going the whole way. So when we think about everything that I, what a metaphor, when I talk about everything, or when we think about everything that I talked about today, you know, the idea of influence or influencers like Kim Kardashian, the OG, when it comes to taking advice in business and success and all these things and an influence in media, I'm sorry, maybe I'm alone in this one. Maybe you'll join me for the ride, but I got to say, I'm going to be listening to the Kim Kardashians 
not the TikTokers.